0: heard about the undercover videos exposing Planned Parenthood's sale of baby body parts for profit. Planned Parenthood came back saying the videos were heavily edited, but a recent court decision ruled the videos were authentic. We'll talk to the man who went undercover with Planned Parenthood for two and a half years and made the videos, David Delightian with Center for Medical Progress. <music> From the nation's capital, this is Use Your Voice with Penny Nance, President and CEO of Concerned Women for America. Here's your host, Penny Nance. Welcome to Use Your Voice. This is a podcast and radio broadcast of Concerned Women for America. I'm Penny Nance. I'm the CEO and President of Concerned Women for America. And today we are so honored to have David Daleidian with the Center for Medical Progress with us. Many of you remember him. He was the young man who went undercover for about three years and was able to capture on film Planned Parenthood exposing the fact that they were selling little baby body parts. And when I say this, I need you to understand. I will say to you, listeners, what I said to the president. This was Planned Parenthood selling babies' heads, tongues, brains, and lungs this was not a glob of tissue. This was an effort to sort through the body parts of little unborn babies and to sell them and to make a profit. David was so brave. So, David. I want to go through sort of the history, but first, I just want to congratulate you because what Planned Parenthood did is what they always do. When they were caught red-handed, they lied. And they accused you of editing this film and somehow mischaracterizing what they said and what was going on. But the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals just recently specifically came out and said that the film was unedited.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. This was a huge victory and a huge vindication that we just got from a federal appeals court. And frankly, it's a big vindication for all of citizen journalism across the country, not just for me and not just for CMP, but for this entire new media method and initiative that is having such a big impact on on the public discourse in our country right now and really driving the discussion on a lot of different issues. But what the Federal Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled just a few weeks ago. They found explicitly in their ruling, based on forensic analysis of CMP's undercover videos, that the videos are authentic and accurate and that they are reliable evidence that Planned Parenthood was committing criminal partial birth abortions in order to harvest and sell more marketable body parts from late-term abortions at their clinics. So now, I mean, it's always been, I think it's been obvious to anybody who just watches the videotapes that the video video camera doesn't lie. This is authentic undercover video footage from Planned Parenthood's own top-level leadership. And not a single Planned Parenthood representative has ever come forward now in the past three years to deny that that's actually their face that's depicted on the video that that's not actually a video of them that these aren't actually their their own real words that are spoken on that on on the video recording Planned Parenthood has never denied that and never been able to deny it so instead they've just relied on spreading this complete fabricated smear among their allies in the establishment media and the establishment press to to sort of have this heavy innuendo that the videos were allegedly heavily edited or misleadingly edited you know, there's no more heavy, heavy editing on them than, than any CNN or MSNBC segment that you watch on a on a daily basis. We put we put subtitles on them for accuracy and for clarity. Right. Um, that's all we did. And the, and the Federal Fifth Circuit um, Court of Appeals recognized that based on forensic analysis. So it's a huge vindication for for our undercover work and for citizen journalism work in general.
0: You were so brave. And, and let's be honest, you had to give up three years of your life to go undercover, to get to the truth. As, as, like you said, a citizen journalist to try to uncover what was happening, what some people thought was happening, you were able to get to it, take, take me back. What was sort of the process that led you to think, I, I got to do this, I really need to put my life on hold and try to go undercover? Yeah,
1: you know, I, I was really fortunate to have been working in the pro-life movement um, and, and working with sort of a focus on, on undercover work in citizen journalism with some other organizations for a couple of years. Um, at the point, though, when it was about nine years ago in 2010, when when the the baby body parts trafficking issue first came across my radar, um, and I was really shocked and horrified back then because it, it had first been sort of, uh, there was sort of an initial expose that was done on it by a very good group out in Texas, Life Dynamics, back in 1999 or 2000, but then after that, for a good 10 or 15 years until CMP did our videos, No major pro-life group had followed up on it. No major citizen journalism group had followed up on it. Um, It had just sort of fallen by the wayside, and nobody was following up. Nobody was keeping track of it or keeping tabs on it. Um, And sadly, the more that I started to dig around, I started to see that there was starting to be a renaissance. In this practice, among some of the biggest and wealthiest Planned Parenthood affiliates in the country, partnering with these with these with multiple biotech startup companies that were starting up with this business model to embed themselves in some of the biggest Planned Parenthood surgical abortion uh, abortion factories, to use the president's uh, term to describe them, to to harvest and sell body parts on a viral scale, and I thought that there was something so particularly horrific, but also particularly clarifying about the baby body parts trafficking issue um, that would be overall uh, really important and really clarifying for the abortion debate in our country. And it's the central paradox at the heart of it, that the body parts are only valuable for Planned Parenthood to sell precisely because they're human just like us. They're only valuable for experimentation because they're little human body parts. They're not little frog body mm. parts or little cat body parts or little mouse body parts. They actually. And this is something that is being exposed a lot more and sort of becoming more part of the conversation that a lot of the taxpayer-funded experimentation done by the NIH at the Health and Human Services departments and others involves taking freshly aborted baby body parts and stitching them into lab rats in order to create what they call humanized mice. Right. So it's so valuable to have those human body parts and a human immune system or human body systems for experimentation. It's so valuable that the, the, the unborn children end up being more valuable dead than alive mm. to the you know, to, to the to the taxpayer funded system and in that kind of setup. Um and so I think that goes to the core of who we are as human beings and who we are as Americans, what we believe about human dignity and human equality under our constitution. So I think I mean it you know, it's it, it's monstrous. The, you know, the truth about it is absolutely monstrous, but it's also incredibly clarifying for how we, how we think about abortion policy in our country, um, and how we think about just human rights and how we're, how we think we should respect and treat one another and, and treat our, our little unborn brothers and sisters. So that's, that's why I decided that this, this project was the most important thing that I could do with my life and was something that I just, I felt so convicted that I wanted to spend two and a half years in a, in a very in-depth long-term undercover journalism study, gathering all the documentation and gathering all the undercover footage. Um, and now I've spent about three years here since the project release trying to, um, trying to promote the information as best as I can and also fighting back against Planned Parenthood with the really intense and coordinated retaliation that they have brought against the whistleblower because they didn't want this to be exposed.
0: Oh, and that's a fact. I mean, you know, you have really, you had to go head to head against Kamala Harris, right? Who was AG in California. Tell me what that was like and where does that stand?
1: Definitely. So, um, so like I said, Planned Parenthood did not want this information exposed. They still, you know, they still murmur the smear about the videos being edited. They want to believe that, 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 there's, you know, They want to try and make the public believe that there's nothing to see here, and they have lashed out and retaliated for the past three years in, in a highly coordinated, highly intense effort, cashing in all their last political chips and, and marshalling all of their political allies against me and CMP to try to shut this down, to try to bury the videos and pretend like it never happened. They went early on in mid-2015, they went to their friends at the California Attorney General's Office, which was then at that time run by Kamala Harris, who is now the senator from California, now a presidential candidate for 2020. And Planned Parenthood went to Kamala Harris, and they demanded that she send her agents to seize all of the undercover video from me, to seize my video recording equipment. So in April of 2016, at the same time that Kamala Harris was running for Senate, promoting Planned Parenthood on her Senate campaign website, receiving tens of thousands of dollars in campaign donations from Planned Parenthood and receiving support from their political network. And that exact same time, in April 2016, she sent 11 California Department of Justice agents with police dogs and assault rifles and and everything to my little one-bedroom apartment in Southern California Mm. to serve a search warrant on my home They carried out all of my undercover video recording equipment, all the electronic equipment, my laptops, even my personal laptops from, like, years ago in college. They seized hard drives, and they were trying to get all the undercover footage. They didn't because it was obviously, you know, it was in many different locations, and lawyers had copies of it, and so that was all fine. They didn't take anything that that I absolutely needed in order to do my work they conspicuously ignored a lot of the evidence. Like we had printouts of baby parts invoices from Planned Parenthood and things like that. They ignored that. They didn't want to take mm-hmm. that. They didn't want right. to seize that. And I turned into the Friends of Record, but they wanted to seize the video evidence. It turns out now that now we've learned a couple of years later, two weeks before that raid on my home was ordered, Kamala Harris had an in-person meeting with six top level Planned Parenthood executives. They discussed at that meeting we have the list of action items from their meeting from an email that was sent by Kamala's aides afterwards. They discussed both Planned Parenthood's political agenda in California, as well as the issues in the investigation that they were requesting from her office against me. So there was Mm -hmm. a direct mixing and commingling of Kamala Harris's roles as a law enforcement officer and also as a politician when it came to this case. And she actually sold out the powers of her law enforcement office to her political allies in Planned Parenthood in order to prop up their narrative. So her successor, Javier Becerra, at the attorney general's office has brought a bogus 15 felony complaint against me and one of CMP's undercover investigators, Sandra Merritt. And we are in the process of fighting that in a San Francisco courtroom right now. It's going to go to a sort of a mini trial. Next month in San Francisco for two weeks, there's going to be a preliminary hearing where many of the infamous Planned Parenthood abortion doctors are going to take the witness stand publicly and we're going to play the videos, including some of the, some of the censored videos that have been censored by another federal judge in San Francisco. And they're going to have to be under oath to talk about everything that's on those tapes and to be cross examined by my attorneys. And they're either going to admit their criminality under oath Or they're going to commit perjury trying to cover it up. And Kamala Harris will own everything that happens in that courtroom Mm -hmm. next month. So we'll see what happens. You know, Planned Parenthood lawyers were in court about it just a few days ago. I was there with them and they looked pretty nervous and they looked pretty scared (laughs) about having to, having to put their own leadership who have been caught and exposed as the Fifth Circuit just found, uh, to put them on a witness stand now and have to, have to testify about all this. They actually said that, that the Planned Parenthood doctors May end up invoking their Fifth Amendment rights, uh, not to testify next <laughs> month. Uh, when they're accusing me of, 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 uh, of having recorded them improperly, they're the ones who are gonna end up taking the Fifth Amendment. So, we're Uh-oh. looking forward to it. We'll see what happens next Uh-oh.
0: month. That is rich. I tell you, I'm torn between being horrified and being celebratory. <laughs> you can't see me, but I was lifting my arms too. up in victory. <laughs> like, I cannot wait to see this unfold. And as you said, Kamala Harris is running for president, so she's going to have to own every bit of this. And I can't wait till under oath that and, and what they don't I mean are they stupid don't they understand that investigation works two ways that they will be deposed that they will be questioned under oath I cannot wait until they're asked about this David hold that thought we want to keep talking to you but we got to take a break Hey, ladies. You're smart, passionate, and savvy. You care about your family and you care about our nation. That's why you should join Concerned Women for America. I'm Penny Nance, president and CEO of Concerned Women for America, and I pray you will visit ConcernedWomen.org to learn how you can add your voice to the largest public policy women's organization in the nation. That's ConcernedWomen.org. Welcome back. We're with David Delighting with Center for Medical Progress. He was the young man who went undercover for about three years and was able to capture on film Planned Parenthood um, exposing the the fact that they were selling little baby body parts. And let's remember that the Trump administration Opened up in a a criminal investigation after there was nine criminal referrals, some of which went to DOJ. Now, you know, I I have to say, and I don't want to badmouth Jeff Sessions, but I think that that languished under his leadership. I'm hoping the new attorney general will see fit to actually push that forward, and we should pray to that end. But they broke the law. <laughs> There's no question. They were caught red-handed. They were trafficking inhuman little baby body parts. There's no other way to sugarcoat that. They always try to hide behind lofty messages about women's rights. But the truth is so ugly. This is a spiritual battle, isn't it? I mean, this isn't just about law and order this is about good and evil i mean have you felt the spiritual ramifications the spiritual battle at play during that time when you were undercover and certainly now
1: yeah yeah i i definitely have um and uh there's there's a lot of there were there were a lot of moments during the undercover work where there would be certain certain conversations we would have Certain people we would meet, um, and and you would you would definitely feel the spiritual warfare um, at some points. You could uh, sometimes you could you could feel or almost even see or touch uh, the 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 darkness. Sometimes um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget what it was like to be in in the in the pathology lab in the back of a Planned Parenthood mega center. You know, seeing the, the you know holding the hand of a baby who'd been freshly aborted that day um there's the the only silver lining is that there's an opportunity as a believer to sort of be be like a sacramental and to try to bring the presence of our lord jesus christ to into even those those darkest pieces of the human experience to to be there to be a witness to the humanity of those little children who were killed who were martyred by the abortion process um that's so so yes there's a there's a very intense spiritual warfare component um and there's even a, you know, on some level, I feel like that sort of light and darkness, good and evil dichotomy plays out a little bit into the law and order aspect too. Um, I don't think the irony is lost on many people that the U.S. Department of Justice, for the past couple of years, has very intensely been prosecuting a group of Native Americans in North and South Dakota for trafficking the body parts of bald eagles for profit. Uh, And yet there still hasn't been a prosecution of Planned Parenthood from the same Department of Justice for trafficking the body parts of little human babies. So surely the Department of Justice under a a pro-life administration values um, the lives and the human dignity of, of unborn children just as much as they value the beauty and dignity of a bald eagle right if they're if they're if they're prosecuting the trafficking of bald eagle body parts, surely they should be prosecuting the trafficking of baby body parts as well so um so I do hope I, you know, I I share your concern and i I think all your listeners do as well, and I think we can hope that uh that the Department of Justice hopefully will soon you know do their job and hold Planned Parenthood accountable to the law just like any other organization would be um because I think that the rule of law is so important when it comes to core core human and American values issues like this. You know,
0: you you bring up something that is so evident to those of us who work in this this whole, in the pro-life movement and in this whole, um, in this issue, and that there is this purposeful blind spot among, uh, certainly currently at the Department of Justice, but in the state of Virginia, we just had the piece of legislation that was offered that is a basically a, a a bill that would allow abortion up into birth in fact Kathy Tran who's the delegate that offered it under questioning admitted that if a woman was literally in labor that her bill would make it legal in the state of Virginia to rip apart this little baby limb by limb and to kill it in its mother's womb and people were are appropriately horrified but what's so shocking is in the state of Virginia that that under her law a tree frog or a rattlesnake would have more rights this than this unborn human being certainly that's the case in the state of new york under their current law i mean there's this ginormous willful blindness that uh and and this lie that's being perpetrated by the left and i just wonder like you know you hope that the video evidence and the more that it gets out there will be the thing that will be the wake-up call, or are we pray that what's happening with this legislation that's just overreach, because only 10% of the population support a third-trimester abortion. I'm just wondering for you, what do, what is it going to take? Like, what is it going to take to wake up America and the public that to the human rights abuse that is abortion?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's incredibly tragic what's going on right now in, in some of these different states. You mentioned New York. We saw it in Virginia, illustrated very vividly. Um, now I just saw the headline that they're trying to do the same thing in Rhode Island. Uh, they've right. had laws like this in California for a, for a very, very long time. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very kind of frightening, desperate moment right now where Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry is trying to double down um, on their strongholds on the places where they really have a foothold and on the places where they really feel comfortable and where a lot of their base is. And they're trying to double down there and repeal you know, basically any and all abortion laws, limits, or regulations that exist um, and capitalize on their markets in those places like California, New York, Rhode Island, uh, Virginia, increasingly, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so, so that's what the, what the abortion industry is doing right now. But they're doing that because, because they see the end coming for industrial scale state subsidized child killing in our country. They see the end around the corner. They know that they don't have much time left and they can't continue to, uh, to operate their, their horrific barbaric business the way that they've been doing for so many decades now. So I feel very encouraged by, you know, by that. We are watching sort of the desperate final moves of the industry right now. Many, many, many American people and patriots are awake about this issue and are increasingly awakening about it. I think what, what probably is necessary is I think that the people's representatives, our elected representatives, um, mm-hmm. Need to need to do their jobs, whether it's at DOJ or the Health and Human Services Department of a pro life administration that still hasn't canceled all the baby parts contracts yet. That's mm-hmm. still spending no, a right. hundred million dollars on fetal experimentation every year. Many of the people are awake. Many of the people know what's going on and think it's horrific and think it's disgusting and don't want this kind of activity continue to be countenanced by our government. Um, so I think you know I, I think a, I think a large burden falls on the people's representatives um, to to do their job and to follow through. Um, so that I think is part of it. Uh, there's a whole slew of undercover videos that CMP still has that have yet to be released. They're being held back and censored by Judge William Orrick in San Francisco, who was the founder and funder and promoter of a Planned Parenthood clinic before he was a federal judge, and now somehow Planned Parenthood lawsuits are in front of him. So. Figure that one out, but he's, you know, he's doing his part for them as well, trying to hold back, you know, some even more damning and, and horrifying revelations about their abortion business that are contained on those videotapes. So we're working very hard to liberate that footage as well. I think that that's something that later this year could be very, could be very significant for mm-hmm. for abortion policy in America and for the public to see. Um, so I think, you know, I, I I think there's a lot of opportunities. I think we're at a I think we're at an important moment in our country's history on this issue right now. And so I so I I don't think anybody should lose heart. I think I, I, I agree with what President Trump said just a few just a, a day or so ago about what we're seeing in New York and Virginia. This is going to elevate the pro-life issue like nothing before ever mm-hmm. has. Um, and, and, and we should be ready for that moment and, and, and we should seize the opportunity today.
0: Well, I I can't say enough uh, how much we appreciate your sacrifice on the cause of life. And I, I would agree with everything you've said. And I really appreciate the fact that what you're saying points out the hard truth that elections have consequences. So for every person, specifically in the state of New York, who didn't want to vote because of Donald Trump's tweets or every pastor or priest that didn't want to speak truth on the issue of life, there's consequences. And because of the last election, Um, the the New York Senate flipped into the hands of very liberal Democrats and a bill that was languishing that liberalized abortion ended up as a result on the governor's desk so this isn't about pettiness this is about life and death and the lesson learned here has to be that you have to vote so thank you for all your work we support it We'll be praying for you. Tell our listeners how they can be more involved. How can they support you? Where do they go to find out more about what CMP is doing?
1: Definitely. If you go to centerformedicalprogress.org or cmp.org, you can see all the undercover videos there. We have um, several special investigative reports that we've posted there, and you can find out how to support us and the latest of what's going on in fighting back against Planned Parenthood. Uh, We'd be honored for your support.
0: Well, we can't wait to see what happens next. We'll be watching, uh, and and we want to come back to you and talk to you again after this trial is over. But in the meantime, we will be praying for you. God bless you. Thank you so much for being on Use Your Voice, and we are 100% behind you. Thank you
1: so much. Good to talk to you.
0: Thanks for listening. Use Your Voice is a ministry of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy women's organization in the nation. For more information, visit ConcernedWomen.org. That's ConcernedWomen.org.